0: Hey, 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 and welcome to the Eat Out at Home podcast. I am your host, Chef Evelyn, and on this podcast, we talk about how to cook better, eat healthier, dine together, and enjoy some gourmet every day. And I know I've said it before, but I am super, super, super excited about today's episode because we are going to be talking about how to actually make healthy food fun and to some of you I know that sounds like an oxymoron but trust your girl I have had to live and walk through this journey I'm telling you that it is a real thing that you can bridge the gap between delicious and nutritious and make healthy food fun I've been there I've done it I got the t-shirt and today I'm going to be sharing with you the five steps you need to take to be able to do that So listen, before we jump right in, one of the reasons why I'm super excited is that enrollment for Eat Healthy at Home, my six-week course on helping you to bridge that gap between delicious and nutritious and create a healthy eating game plan for this new year in just six weeks is open for enrollment. So head on over to ChefEvelyn.com. All the details will be in the show notes. It'll be on the site. The links will be there. Everything will be there. I'm super, super excited. I'm finally opening up to the general public because this is a course that I only used to teach in person here in Dallas, Texas, where I'm located. And I was like, you know what? I need to bring this to all of the foodie family because I know that they are trying to get their food life right and so I'm so excited so I look forward to seeing you in the course make sure you do the course with a friend because you need the accountability it's going to be amazing and you do not want to miss out because this course does not open again until 2021 so if you miss out you're going to be waiting all year to get in anyway so let's jump right in to our topic of the day which is how to make healthy eating fun. And listen, I can tell you this. I don't know if I've ever told you the story about the time that I cried in whole foods. Okay. I may have very early on in the podcast, but it's it's worth retelling and if you missed that episode You can go back. It's like one of the very first, I think it's in one of the very first episodes. But I will say this. After I got diagnosed with cancer in 2016, I got put on this extremely, extremely restrictive diet and I was miserable. And I remember the day that I got the diagnosis, my doctor, I'm I'm sitting there on the table. My doctor, she's sitting there. My mom is sitting in the chair next to me and the doctor says, hey, listen, Evelyn, you know, I'm going to say something to you and you're not going to hear anything I have to say. After that, this is why I wanted your mom to be here. And so I remember she tells me, you know, we found cancer, blah, 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 on your test results or whatever. And the first response out of my mouth to my mother was, I don't want to hear anything about going vegan. Now, that let me know in retrospect that I had a serious problem. And that brings me to my first point, which is I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. That I thought anything that was good for me couldn't be good to me. And that's just not true. That there is a space in the culinary world, in the food world, for us food lovers in particular. Like, if people, you know, don't love food the way you and I love food, then this may not be a challenge for them. But there is a space for us, those of us who love food, who love to try different things that we can bridge that gap between food being delicious and it being nutritious and good for us. And so I had to really develop a healthy relationship with food. And one of the things that helped me do that was I decided to not look at foods as good and bad. I decided to look at foods as foods that would help me towards my goal and foods that wouldn't. And once I did that and I became informed about food but not afraid, the game changed. Because that's the goal. The goal is to be informed about your food, not afraid of it. And so I know a lot of times we've watched all these documentaries and read these books and these shows and all these different types of things and we have this really unhealthy fear of food, and I spent a whole episode talking about how to release the fear of food, um, so you can definitely check out that previous podcast episode, but I really had to create a healthier relationship with food, food was like, had become like this like really bad ex-boyfriend that I just didn't want to deal with, and I remember when I cried in Whole Foods, it was because I was like, what can I eat now that's not going to kill me, like literally it was that dramatic to me at the time. And I was I remember thinking probably for the next year or so, just being really miserable when it came time to eat. I remember going out to eat with my friends and like crying at the table because I, you know, I felt like I couldn't have anything on the menu or it was going to make my diagnosis worse. And it was this whole thing. And what I really realized is I had to do some work to really create a healthy relationship with food. And it's one of the things that we start off with inside of Eat Healthy at Home is to really undo that healthy relationship with food because anything that you feel is bad or um, strenuous or whatever, you're not going to have a healthy relationship with and you're not going to want to do consistently. So the first thing that you really have to do is create a healthy relationship with food. The second thing, and listen, I probably could do an entire episode on this, but I know you're going to be feeling me because if you're on this podcast, then you know me, you know how we roll over here. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If this is your first time, listen, make sure that you subscribe so you can get caught up on all the previous episodes and be notified on the new episodes and leave us a review so that we know how you enjoy the podcast and leave your questions and things that you want me to talk about on this podcast, because this is a family podcast. We are the foodie family. So I, I, I believe in taking your feedback and your questions and your suggestions. Right. But the second thing that I really had to do, and I think would be helpful for you when it comes to making healthy food fun is I couldn't do diets, you know, diets or food gangs as I like to call them okay to like just say no to the food gangs they're really restrictive you know they're restrictive they're they take the fun out of food they have all these rules and you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't 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 and I just don't know in the history of humans if that approach has ever been really successful for us we end up not enjoying it we end up leaving it we end up quitting it because it's restrictive instead of expansive and the way I like to look at food particularly healthy eating is from an expansive point of view like what all do I want to start eating versus what all that I can't eat or shouldn't eat or not supposed to eat like that just doesn't work and so I don't know a food diets I don't claim to be vegan. I don't claim to be paleo. I don't claim to be keto. I don't do the blood type. I don't do any of that. And I'm not saying that those diets in and of themselves are bad. A lot of the philosophies behind those diets are really beneficial, but I believe the way they have been communicated and some of the communities around those diets have become a little bit of elitist. They have been, um, you know, uh, they exclude people and it's just, it's almost like uh, you can't sit with us kind of thing. And so I think there is some value in all of them but I don't claim any of them, right? It's kind of like, i it's like I don't claim, claim a political party because both parties, all the parties have pluses and minuses, right? And so I'm the same way with food because I feel like when we start claiming a gang of any kind, it gets very divisive and it really takes the fun out of food. So when when you claim a gang, it's almost like If you step outside of those rules and restrictions, it's almost like you violating the sisterhood, you violating the brotherhood and people want to come for you. Like I remember this is this is so interesting and random, but I remember I was on Instagram cooking in my Instagram stories, which I do a lot. So if you're not following me over there, make sure you hop on over to Chef Evelyn on Instagram and let's hang out over there in between podcast episodes. But I was cooking in my Instagram stories and I was making something with ground beef. Now, if you know me, this is like the leanest, organic, grass fed, hormone free ground beef. And if you know me, I probably eat beef once every six weeks, right? That's just part of my healthy eating game plan is I'm not really restrictive about it, but that's the only time I crave it. About every six weeks, I'm craving some beef, right? And so I remember somebody was like, I can't believe you're eating ground beef and you're not using ground turkey and da-da-da-da-da. And I politely responded to the person. I said, when did I ever say I don't eat beef? Like, when did I ever say that? And even if I did, I have the right to change my mind. This is delicious. If you want, if you, if you want to follow along, great. If you don't, you don't have to like... And so I feel like these diets bring out these food Nazis. They bring out the food police. And I'm personally not here for it because my clapback game is strong, okay? Like if if you've ever come into my comments trying to tell me what to eat, I promise you I have clapback very, very tough, okay? Chefs, we're spicy. We have spicy personalities. We've worked in some interesting environments with some colorful characters. My clapback game is strong. And listen, I don't wish that on you. And so, one of the things I realized that i it took me a while to struggle with was i don't in order to be healthy, I don't have to claim a gang, and it really made this journey so much more enjoyable. You know, I have a good friend who, at the time I'm recording this podcast, is thinking about whether or not she wants to be plant based and uh, or and I thought she meant vegetarian, and so she was like, "No, but I'm thinking about not doing cheese and dairy whatever I was like vegan, and she was like, "Ah, you know, I just." that word just feels too restrictive and, and, and I thought about it, it does, it feels like kind of like a culinary straitjacket? because some, not all, I, I know some amazing vegans who are great people, but some of the people in different communities, whether it's keto or paleo or even meat eaters or people who are like, you can eat whatever you want, whatever the case may be. It's very much a, you can't sit with this vibe. And so I, it takes the fun out of it. Right. You know, I, one of the things I've always believed about food is that it brings people together and that it's very inclusive and that you can create amazing bonds over food and you can learn a lot about a person and their culture around food. And so a lot of times these diets, these food gangs take that away, thereby taking the fun out of food. The next thing I think to really to make healthy food fun is you need to supercharge your skills in the kitchen. Like, listen, anything that you're not that great at is not fun. Like I can't swim. So if people are like, hey, let's go swimming. That's not like fun to me. Right. I want to learn how to swim. And I know once I learn how to swim and become a fantastic swimmer that I'm going to enjoy it. Right. But what I find is that anything you're not that great at even if you do it a lot and you're just kind of okay at it, it's not an enjoyable experience. And so, you know, people always say, Oh, you know, cooking takes so long and it's such a chore. And I'm like, mm, that's because you're not doing it right. Cause it really don't take that long. If you know what you're doing and you know how to have the right tools for the right job, you know how to move around the kitchen and you know how to be efficient and all that kind of stuff. It just means you don't know what you're doing. Okay. If it's taking you all day. Secondly, like, if you're making things and they're, 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 they're okay, they're edible, they're good, but they're not like, ooh girl, this is delicious, then you're less likely to stick to um, your healthy eating game plan, and You're more likely to go back to defaulting to sugar and fat and salt to make your food delicious. And so it's not an issue that healthy food can be delicious and delicious food can be healthy. It's that if you don't know how, then that journey is not fun, which is why I have programs like Eat Healthy at Home or the Eat Out at Home Cooking School, because I want to show people that with a little bit of skill and know-how and a guide by your side, that would be me, okay, then it's a game changer and you will forever make the most delicious cuisine, all right? So you got to up your skills in the kitchen. You know, I'm really thinking about doing a series about the top 20 recipes I think everybody should know because I meet a lot of single people, even some married people that, like, they literally have, like, three things that they can make and they're just like... We're Uber Eats in it. We're Postmates in it. We're DoorDash in it. We're whatever they're doing the rest of the time. And I'm like, there is a better way, okay? And then the next point is that you really want to eat together with friends and family. You know, one of the reasons why I wrote my book, Um, A Fabulous Year in Food, 52 Delicious Ways to Connect with Family and Friends, is because most of our favorite memories are around food it's why some of us love the holidays it's why some of us love family dinners it's why a lot of us like going out to eat it's because the feeling that we're feeling when we're together with the people that we love the people that we care about the people that we enjoy the people that we laugh with is usually surrounded by food and if you can bring that same feeling around healthy food then you start to reassociate the memories around that right and so you don't want to do it alone, you know. I, I remember reading an article about Andre Three Thousand from Alcas. Listen, where is the album Andre? Where is the album Andre? Anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. But if you know him, tell him Chef Evelyn is looking for him. Okay, I I need bars. Anyway, let me. I digress. But one of the things he said he was vegan for several years, and one of the things he said was. From a social standpoint, it just became increasingly difficult and he was missing out on connecting with, you know, friends and family because he was always having to look at the menu and beforehand and, you know, where can I eat and what can I not eat? And he was like, you know, it the benefits of it from a health standpoint, were great, but it just wasn't working for his lifestyle. And listen, that's because he didn't have Chef Evelyn because I would have shown him how he could have bridged the the gap between needing to be social with friends and family and wanting that connectivity and being able to be on the healthy journey that he wanted to be on. I would have shown him how to do that. You know, we would have created a custom plan if you know him, tell him to holler at me. Okay, you can find me at chefevelyn.com. Anyway, but... I believe the cuisine is best served in community, right? It it that is what it was meant for. I mean, listen, if you're a god girl like I am and if you follow me, you know, you already know how I how I feel about my faith, but I mean, think about this. The last supper, like it could have been the last hike up the mountain. It could have been the last marathon. It could have been the last walk through the park, but it was a meal. Because dining together has always been designed and meant to bring us together. It's why I'm so passionate about... Families turning off the phones, turning off the devices, turning off the TV and eating together. If you're single, it's why I'm so passionate about friend dates and getting together with your friends and family once or twice a week and dining together. There are so many people that are eating alone, eating in their car, eating at their desk, eating standing up. And it's like, not only is that not good for our health, but it's not good for our well-being either. So one of the things that makes healthy food fun is like, if you're with your friends and your family, or your significant other, your spouse, your loved ones, your parents, your children, and you've got this amazingly delicious, healthy, colorful, vibrant meal in front of you. How is that a bad time? It's not like that's the best like eating guilt free and then being with the people that you care about the most. Girl, That's like, that is, that is living your best life. Okay. And then the last thing is that you really need to kind of spice it up and have some variety. And in a previous episode, I talked about, you know, five ways to add some gourmet into your everyday. So make sure you check out that episode, but in order to make healthy food fun, you can not be eating the same thing over and over again. There's only, you've heard me say this so many times, there's only so much many ways to eat kale and quinoa and I love them but there's only so many ways there's only so many ways I can do a salad there's only so many ways I can do a chicken breast and so you really want to spice it up you want to taste the world around you have a passport on your plate all of these wonderful things if you haven't checked out that episode make sure you do it's called five ways to add some gourmet to your Everyday. and listen if you are ready to make Healthy food fun. If you want to enjoy it, if you're like, I've tried all these challenges, I've tried all these cleanses, I've tried just doing it out of my sheer willpower, then I invite you to enroll in Eat Healthy at Home because we're going to tackle the seven obstacles to eating healthy at home consistently. I've been teaching people to cook for well over a decade. I've taught in person cooking classes, in home cooking classes, I've gone into corporations, I've done it online, I've live streamed, I've literally taught over 10,000 people how to cook better. And I'm telling you over the years, just my own 10,000 hours, I've seen that there are about seven obstacles that really get in the way. And and some of us have a combination of all of them. Some of us have three out of the seven, four out of the seven. And so if you're like, listen, I need to know what that is because I really do want to make a lifestyle change, but I don't want it to be boring. I don't want it to be flavorless. I don't want it to be restrictive. I don't want to be in a gang. I want to be able to go to the cookout and still enjoy myself. I still want to be able to enjoy food during the holidays and not feel like I'm quote unquote cheating on my diet. Like, you know, I want to be able to enjoy it with my family and get you know my husband or my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my kids or whoever is in your life on board and listen showing up with a bowl of something that they've never heard before that looks like it belongs in a garbage can is not gonna work right so listen Enrollment for Eat Healthy at Home is open. I'm super, super excited. We are going, class is going to start on January the 20th. So once the 19th comes, enrollment will be closed until 2021. So listen, it's super reasonable, super affordable. I talk a lot about how your health is an investment, not an expense. You said this year, this decade was going to be different than the one before. So I invite you to join. Okay. And uh, we are going to have an amazing, amazing, amazing time over those six weeks. And uh, I look forward to seeing you there. If you want all the details, you can go to ChefEvelyn.com. All the details about Eat Healthy at Home will be there and I will also link to all the details in the show notes of this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you know some people who really want to make healthy eating fun in this new year, this new decade, make sure you share this episode with at least three people. Why? Because sharing is caring. And then leave me a review. Let me know how you've been enjoying the podcast. This is going to end season one of the podcast and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with season two. So I'm super, super excited. I look forward to seeing you in Eat Healthy at Home and I'll see you in the next podcast. Peace.